Welcome back to the Mindful Student Podcast. Today I'm excited to be joined with Kerry, the spiritual queen of Bali, an energy healer and an international speaker with over 35 years of experience. Kerry's journey has led her to connect with people from all corners of the world and all walks of life. Her mission is to guide individuals to release their traumatic experiences empowering them to lead more joyful and fulfilling lives by uncovering the hidden light within themselves. Carrie serves as an example of the amazing possibility of turning the impossible into reality through conscious creation. Our paths crossed in Bali where I had the opportunity to attend Carrie's magical conscious hearts meditation. What I visualised during that session manifested in my life immediately after. Today we're going to dive deep into practical tools that can enhance your mental health, ignite your spiritual growth and empower you to self-heal, all whilst navigating the challenges of university life. So let's welcome the incredible Kerry to the Mindful Student Podcast. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you for having me. And it's lovely to be here and being able to share some of this knowledge and wisdom and, I guess, learnings that I've learned to live in this world that we're now in. Could you start with please explaining your healing work and why it is essential for young people? Coming from an experience of counselling and social work and psychology. I learned different modalities and incorporated my degree in counselling and social work into the spiritual world. So I love sharing this knowledge with young people because they're very open to receive. So the modalities that I use are the counselling, this cognitive behavioural therapy and some energy work. So what happens is intuitively I can tune into the body, into the nervous system. And I find a lot of young people, they're so caught up in the stress of the moment, they're caught up in the anxiety, their body believes that's truth. So what happens is when we're in long-term stress or anxiety, the body holds memory and it believes those feelings are how you're supposed to feel. But we're not supposed to feel that way. We're supposed to feel free and happy and joy. Of course, we get caught up and we're busy, but we must come home. And that means come home to ourselves and really feel who we truly are. So the modalities I use are to free people, especially young people, up from the stresses and the, the conditions, the status and the structures of what they're supposed to be and what they're to supposed to fit in so what we've got to do I think is just to teach young people to stop take a breath so it's so very simple it's just we get caught up in the conditionings we're told you should be a certain status or be a certain way or get this certain grade or fit into this certain box and we don't because we're all unique and we're all individual working with young people I teach them how to open up their heart because that's where the true intelligence is and you can't get this in a university degree so I apologize to anybody that might be offended by that but you cannot because it's unique and it's inside you 
and you can't put that on paper. You actually have to feel it in your body. It's part of your DNA and it's part of your spirit. There's an energy within us that we can connect to that's external to us that's not material and it's the light, the intelligence of light. I believe that as well, that everybody has that light within them. Mm -hmm. And firstly, when you recognise it within yourself, you start to recognise it in other people as well. The Heart Math Institute grounded me into the truth, this homecoming, they call it now, you're coming home to yourself, not looking at something external because we all are the guru, we all are the light keeper, the light worker, whatever you want to call it. We just haven't been taught how to tune into it. So I say, I'll teach you, I'll empower you. And I thought, how do I teach others this? And in meditation by the ocean one day, and I was sitting on a rock meditating, and I realized I could get myself back there when I meditated. So meditation is so important to bring in your light and step in to your power and bring in your homecoming and feel yourself at home with yourself. Yeah. Meaning be comfortable with who you are because you are it. You are the magic. You're part of something extraordinary. And if you're waiting for someone to come out and teach you how to become that, it's not going to happen. It's about you finding you. I mean, I'm the helper. I can get you to feel it. But it, the work is up to you. And it's not easy sometimes because we're programming the intellectual mind will come in, the subconscious where we get our habitual mind telling us that's not true, you've got to do it this way and that can't be right, blah, blah, blah. So the subconscious mind builds a story like a hard drive on the computer and we just repeat that through behaviour, through triggers, through different things as we move on in life. But when we know we have this spirit, we know how to transform our energy into light and connect us back to the homecoming, to the light, the intelligence of light. And we all have it. Yeah, we just don't get taught this. Yeah. yeah. And spirit, you can't say your spirit's more intelligent than your spirit. Because in spirit world, it doesn't exist. Status does not exist. We're all the same. So when we return to spirit, we return home and we understand our power. Once we understand it, because there's a lot out there about, oh, you have to have dark to the light. Well, where did that come from? A human being? Well, here's from a light worker. Light beings of the world say, we're united as light. It's an intelligence. And once you're in it, you would not speak those words because you know there's something else rather than you have to have darkness because darkness holds a low vibration. Whoever's holding this dark energy it just means they're suffering and they can't stand the light because they've never had it. Yeah. All they know is the low vibrational frequencies. So they're getting shaken up, but there's too many light workers. I perceive what a light worker to be someone that is spiritual, very open. They just have this inner knowing that the planet is beautiful, Mother Earth is beautiful. She gives us so much that we are connected to that, we're connected to the ocean. And there's a light that we energy that we can tune into and that all the planets, the stars, 
the moon, the sun, all of it, we are connected to, and that's why we feel so good. Have you ever looked at a rainbow and felt sad or unhappy? No, I'm like, when all these things to me are logical, but I teach it because we're not taught this. Anyone can do this. Any, we're all gurus, we're all light workers, we're all healers. Thank you, because I think that sometimes you can put that label on it and just anybody that's maybe feeling like low vibration right now and they feel like they're attracting negative experiences, it's nice to hear that it's all possible for us to become a light worker and find the light within ourselves and see the light in the planet as well. Yes. I think it's important to know that we're working with our energy body inside us that's connected to a higher source. It's not connected really to another higher being, another human being intelligence. It's connected to a higher being intelligence. We're all in this together. We are all light workers. We're all gurus. And here's to give you some insight. Our ascendant master is someone that walked the planet that all they wanted to do was bring love and light and peace to this planet and do it for all on this planet. Now, if you feel that within you, you are an ascendant master because when you cross over, you're going to be, that's all you wanted on this planet and to teach others. You're an ascendant master. So have the understanding that you are that. You don't have to jump through hoops and go to this and learn that to become a light worker. You are that. You were born that at the moment. When we're babies, or if you know someone with a baby, look at that baby, or you might have a younger brother or sister or in toddlers, they all do mudras. They all do yoga poses and how they sit and breathe and self-soothe and they're already doing the breath work. Babies breathe a yogic breath when they're born. They don't have to go off and do a yoga teacher training at birth. They already know it. It's just we disassociate from it when when the programming starts from about seven years old. We already have the knowledge and we already have the wisdom. So remember this, you are a light worker. You are the guru. You are the peace. You are the love. You are the gratitude. You are forgiveness. Remember that and you'll be home. You don't won't need to go out there and seek. So how do you know that the decisions that you're making in everyday life are coming from your inner wisdom and not external pressures? So here's the phrases I like to use to help me when I make decisions. And this is about, I use it for many people as well. Does this tire me? Or does it inspire me? And I do a little meditation where I'm just by myself. I breathe and then I say, okay, let's do the scenario. I talk to my higher self. So your higher self is your spirit. And I just relax enough to know that I am in spirit. I am now communicating with my higher self. And then I run through the scenario. So this person is a good person. I know that because we all are. And I sit with it for a couple of minutes and something will happen inside you. You'll have this wisdom come through this insight and it'll say yes and you'll light up. Yeah. So if it ties you and makes you feel heavy when you're in meditation 
and you're asking your higher self and communicating to yourself, it means it's a no. But if you say it to yourself and then you go, well, yes, that's a good thing, and all of a sudden you've let go of all your anxiety, your fears, whatever's coming up for, for you, your past triggers, and then you're in it and you go, I'm on fire. Yeah. My heart just blossomed. So it's a yes. I think that's really interesting, but I guess for any listeners out here, they might be studying university degrees where they don't feel inspired to study for their exams or write assignments, but they're too far in to maybe look at the alternative. So can you share any actionable self-healing strategies that university students can include into their daily routines to improve their mental and emotional well-being? Yeah, I think if you're stuck throughout your day or if your mind starts to tell you, what are you doing this for or this might be not be your right path. But here's some little strategies I use. You can excuse yourself and go to the bathroom. Remove yourself from the situation and come back to yourself. You could walk outside on your break or, or if you just need fresh air, go and have it for five minutes. Come back to the intelligence of yourself, your higher self. And then return to the situation and see how you're feeling inside. Like, am I in my nervous system at the moment in fear? Or am I in my vagus nerve where I can feel, because your vagus nerve will override your nervous system. And there's coming back to the breath will drop you straight into the heart. So to make a decision, you need to come back to a space of relaxation, of calm, and go, okay, am I ready? And the best thing you can do for yourself is to remove yourself from the environment that you're in that's triggering certain feelings. Take yourself away, reset and come back to it. And the more you do it, the more inspiration you're going to feel, you be connected, the more self and your inner world you'll be connected to. Because even if you feel, say a scenario, halfway through my degree of psychology, I'm thinking, I'm noticing, oh, no, I don't enjoy this anymore. I don't think it's right for me. Well, I think the best thing to do is look at why. Why is that coming up? What are you doing at the moment to bring up certain triggers? You know, maybe, you, maybe you're staying up too late. Maybe you're putting too much on yourself to get higher grades, you know. Sometimes we've got to let that go. A lot of this comes from the structure, the status and where we fit in life and the do's and don'ts and if we let all that go and come back to the set, we might not want that or, or realise we, we don't need that. Be happy that you're here in the moment and you're doing it and there's all good. I mean, I could pull a million good stories about university and study and they weren't about my grades. It's about the fun I had, the connection with others, the, the sitting together, working, problem solving, working through issues. How are we going to do this assignment? And there was something about that, about problem solving together, community and coming together and feeling that connection of the struggles of others or if it was me struggling 
how I would be embraced because I was part of this little study community. It was such a good feeling. I, I was really fortunate at university because I, I felt the sense of community, but I know that quite a lot of students don't feel that sense of community, even though there's so many people around and so many sports clubs, they might feel a sense of disconnection. I think social media can play a part in that. So do you have any advice for anybody that is at university and they're told that they should feel a sense of community and they should be enjoying it, they just feel a sense of maybe emptiness or disconnection? I know universities offer different sort of things to do, you know, social clubs and I just can't remember now, but there'll be little things. And even if you can't find them in your campus, try and find something in your outside community to do because you're going to, and say, for example, it's a cooking class or it's a dance class or it's a meditation class or a yoga class, you're going to find people there that are feeling the same as you, so you're going to fit in and you're going to find connection there. So it's not always in the classroom. It might have to take a few steps out externally. Or you might just put a notice up. Or if you're in a group study, say, hey, does anybody know where there's a dance class? Let's use that as an example. I'm interested in dancing. And then you might find that other people have the same interest, one or two other people. You might say, hey, let me know if you find one because I'd be interested. Mm -hmm. So then you've started up your own social network. So, yeah, you've got to go to where the energy, where your energy is, know what it is, and then go find your tribe. Yeah. And it doesn't mean disconnect from all your classmates because they're not into dancing or they're not into cooking or they're not into sewing or whatever or or football. It's, It's about finding the people that you enjoy being with that enjoy that as well as you. We don't all like football. We don't all like you know, going to the gym. We don't all like yoga. But we all love and thrive on connection. We want to be seen. We want to be felt and we want to be heard. That's something we all thrive on. And I I think as well, it, it might take a little bit of courage to put yourself in those situations at the beginning. But when you do meet those people with similar frequency to you, that's when you will feel that sense of community and connection and your whole life can almost change through that. Yeah. I love empowering people and young people, watching them step into their power. So it's empowering yourself to listen intuitively. What's going on for me? Why am I doing this? So do you have any suggestions for any tools that anybody listening to this could maybe implement into their life to release any triggers from their body? Feel and listen. Now, when we have trauma, whether it be emotional, physical, psychological, there's a block, and that memory of that trauma stays within the body, and then we learn to just release it and get on with it, but it's still there. And what happens is the astral tubes, the energy cannot flow through the astral tube, and over time... It just builds up and builds up and then we start experiencing physical pain and they're holding that within the body. So it's about how do I sit and feel through this pain? Well, here's some tools that might be helpful. I like to sit or ground or lean up against a tree, maybe hug it or just lean against it. Let my body ground into Mother Earth and I feel the pain of the past. 
because I don't really want it in my body. But if you ask Mother Earth to come in and help you release it and use your breath, because that comes from plants and trees, air, oxygen, prana, key, chi, life force, energy, all the same thing. Breathe into the discomfort of the pain, whether it be physical or emotional, um, you know, things like anger, oh, they shouldn't have done that to me and I'm going to get them back or now I'm really angry and I've got a right to be angry. Well, why? Why would you want to hold that? You might have a right to be angry, but do you really want to hold anger in your body when it causes you a disconnection from your soul, your spirit, your inner peace? No, it's like going to war with yourself. Why would you want to do that? So go out into what we're given, into Mother Earth. Breathe in the essence. Take deep breaths in and exhale. And if you can't get there in the moment, take yourself off to a bathroom. No one's going to disturb you there, hopefully for a few minutes. Create yourself sitting. By a beautiful ocean, watching the waves, looking at the sunshine, on a tropical island even. Or imagine yourself sitting on a rock somewhere, looking out at the heavens and nature and bring yourself back through breath. That's life, life force energy. So thank you so much, Kerry. So to wrap up today's episode, could you share a quick, stress relief exercise that students can easily incorporate into their busy schedules. Yes, and I love teaching this one because it comes from my guru, Dr. Padmanabhan at Mahatma Gandhi University in India. This one is an anayama. It's a kapala, it's kapalabhati. So kapalabhati is not a pranayama. It's more of a cleansing and a clearing, a detoxification of your internal body. And what you're doing is pulling your navel back towards your spine. You're doing a rapid exhale through the nostrils. And what's happening in that moment is your sinuses are being cleared and transformed. Your respiratory system is being cleansed. And you're also your spleen, which your spleen leads into other things like your liver and kidney. So everything is getting a deep clean. So you're cleaning energy. It's like getting in there and cleaning your astral tubes out, your channels in the body, your meridians. And all you're doing is this. You're doing a rapid breath into pulling your navel back and you're allowing, because what will happen is, don't worry about the inhale, it's going to happen automatically. But you're exhaling through your nostrils. So you're clearing your sinuses, so your, your pathway, your channel to your third eye opens up. So if you'd like to join me, it's uh, just a rapid breath, exhaling with a rapid breath, and it'll just automatically happen. And what I say to people sometimes, what might be helpful, put one hand on your tummy, what well, left or right, it doesn't matter. There's no rules in spirituality. And put one hand onto your beautiful heart, and then exhale through the nostrils. Be mindful of your shoulders. They're not to come up and down. So you're relaxing your shoulders and you're pulling in back towards your spine. Now, if you do that too, if you want to interrupt any stress or anxiety that you might be experiencing, 
this is a really good one to do. So you could take yourself off to the bathroom and do this one. And if you Google uh, or YouTube Capella Bari, you'll see some demonstrations there that might be helpful. So where could people find you if they wanted to know more about your healing work? I have a website and it's got all the information, even that me if you wish. And all my free meditations are on there. It's kerrythehealer.com. And yeah, you just click on any of the links. So, and would love to hear from you and any feedback. Well, if you want more information from me, I am more than happy to answer any of your questions. Thank you so much, Kerry, for coming on today. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Shannon.